If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone welcome to too scary didn't watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves i'm emily and i am too scared to watch scary movies i'm henley and i'm also too scared to watch scary movies so what are we gonna do (laughs) we're screwed what are we gonna do we are really in a pickle um as you may know if you are a return listener Sammy's not here this week. Sammy is our brave person she normally watches the movies for us to spare us from ever having to set our eyeballs on a scary movie Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. is out of town this week and she is at a wedding lots of weddings this year yeah lots lots and lots and lots of weddings um so we have to we have to do it without her it's terrifying we hate to do it we're sad to do it we miss her you miss her listeners i know that's true look we know (laughs) we know (laughs) we know she is the best of us she's the best storyteller and we miss her and we're gonna do our best we're gonna do our freaking best Emily, you are such a good storyteller. Please do not sell yourself short. I really am going to try. I'm like, really, I really, I've thought about that this week. I was like, you got to do it. You got to just do your best. I mean, truly, Emily, you have like a freakish ability. Sorry to call it freakish, but it is. (laughs) It is. To remember the details in like gorgeous chronological order oh, wow. from a movie. I watch a movie, it flows right through me. Go in one ear, <laughs> out the next. Like water, baby. Like water. Like, don't remember any of it. <laughs> None of it is retained. And I feel like you watch a movie and all of it's in there. Everything's in there. We'll see, baby. We're going to try. <laughs> We're going to try. I'm so impressed all the time. Thank you. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to impress you today, honey. I really am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, because, yes, I, I, I watched the movie this week. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even want to ask this fucking question. I know. Um, did anything? I'm going to start crying. Uh, did anything scary happen to uh, you this week, Ellie? Did anything scary happen on today, yeah, June 25th, yeah. 2022? Has anything scary happened? Yes. Something <laughs> scary did happen this week. Um, Roe v. Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court. And um, we all knew that that was where we were headed. But Mm -hmm. I think, at least for me, I didn't want to believe that it was actually going to happen. I wanted to believe that something would save us. And, you know, I should have fucking learned my lesson when Trump was elected. (laughs) No one's going to save us. No one's going to save us. Um, Yeah, it is really also like... (laughs) I'm sure people are going to be upset that we're talking about this. And to you, I say, I'm sorry. Skip ahead. Skip ahead. <laughs> um, do whatever you got to do to protect yourself from dealing with this shit. I can't. It's impossible to not address that this is what is happening uh, for me, at least. So, you know, 
we're all doing our fucking best. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's really it's been it was a fascinating experience for me to be to intellectually know that something will happen is not the same as feeling it when it does. It just simply isn't. And I, yeah, I was honestly shocked by how like emotionally affected I was given that I knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't I hoped something would save us. I don't I didn't think anything actually would. I felt yeah. I'm really pessimistic these days for obvious reasons and I really really did think this was going to happen and still was like fucking catatonic all day I yesterday know. until I finally let myself really cry. And then I really cried. And then I was like, okay, so okay. Well, what Did now? we just live in hell? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I don't know what else to do either. And it's hard because I feel like we're, we're drowning in all of the reasons why this isn't fair. And I feel <laughs> like, you know, we can rehash all of those here. Like I, we can run through all the reasons why it's yeah. so fucked. And I heard so many personal stories from women yesterday, both on social media, both like, you know, who I work with, friends, like yeah. th- this deeply, deeply affects people in ways that you wouldn't even imagine like in terms of just trying to get pregnant normally um yeah there are reasons why this affects that process too and it's like uh, just confounding and i'm still processing it and i don't really know what else to say right now because i'm still in the middle of processing what's happened yeah i don't <laughs> yeah, it's like we I'm certain that anybody listening to our podcast knows how we feel about this. Mm-hmm. Also, I just feel like the majority of Americans don't want this to have happened. I'll say mm-hmm. that, too. It's not like it's not a fringe opinion to think that this is deeply cruel and makes no sense in any sort of like actual ethical way. It's it's really deeply fucked up that's not a that's not a um unique thought to have right now um and i and we this isn't the place nor do i have the bandwidth to go into the myriad of reasons why this is so cruel but it's just a really hard it's hard it's hard day it's a really hard time it's really feels scary really scary and bleak in a way that like frankly i i I haven't totally felt since 2016 in terms of like the um emptiness i feel (laughs) to move forward that i haven't really felt in this acute way in that long and i guess so why are we talking about it um because sometimes you just have to say that you've are broken and let Mm -hmm. people know that that's how you feel and that that's okay. And that, I don't know if any of you are broken, I'm sorry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If any of you are not, I would like, if you know, there are some people who I'm, who I feel like are really fired up right now. And I think that that's great. And I hope I will get there eventually. And if you have inspiration or thoughts or what, you know, like that's great. And I, and any resources, I'm always wanting to hear about. Mm -hmm. I think the most what I've been reading is the most effective thing to do right now is to find your local abortion fund or um, just donate to the people who can actually do something about exactly exactly. And if you can't, if you don't have the means to donate, just to spread awareness, 
Mm-hmm. You never know. You, I mean, I often feel like when I post things online, that's like I've, I, I am one of those people who's mostly screaming into the void and that like I don't have a lot of friends or family who don't agree with me on this. Mm-hmm. But you never know. You never know who is going to need to see the options that they have. You know, um, a big thing that I'm all about right now is uh, you. there are abortion pills out there that will yeah. ship nationally. There are organizations that are doing that. They have a shelf life. You can order them. You can store them. You can keep them. They are effective in different doses at, frankly, every stage of pregnancy. I'm not a doctor, but uh, like look into it. But they can be taken safely. That is a great resource. Uh, So that's the one thing that I'm holding on to right now is like, I want to let as many people as possible know that you do not have to go into an abortion clinic to get an abortion. Um, And if you have the ability to get those pills and you feel as you might need them or someone you love might need them, that's something we can do. That's an option. Yeah. I don't know what the details are with that. I don't know how to order those or like where you order them um, because I feel like you do still need to do it through a doctor often. I think you do still, but there's like telehealth. I bet there's, yes, there's going to be systems that are constructed to like patchwork this together. Um, yeah. And that is one thing that I hope can be some like very mild bomb on all of this is that there are those pills, but Again, we're not doctors. Um, we're, not doc- we're not doctors. We're not, do- I just, we're not doctors. Uh, uh, yeah. So people who kn- who are doctors or who have more information about the resources, I'm going to do more research and, and and spread what I can. But I, I just know that like that that is a real thing that exists and is also safe. Like those are safe. That I know. One thing that I hope is changing with this is that something that has pissed me off for a really long time is how... Um, the anti-abortion movement has seemed to have like a monopoly on the moral high ground <laughs> um, literally getting to call themselves pro-life, et cetera. And now yeah. I, I think we've known for a long time that's not uh, like the full picture, right? Like yeah. if you this was really about saving lives, really about saving like children and babies, <laughs> then um, we'd have universal health care. We'd have they wouldn't have made it easier for people to conceal guns the literal day before they. Uh, yeah they being the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. There would be a lot of other things that are happening if that was actually a legitimate um, place where a lot of these people are coming from. So I think that's hopefully changing. I really hope the fucking Democratic Party can figure out their messaging on this where they are not just like capitulating to this you know, quote unquote, pro-life movement in the same way. Like someone yeah. needs to fucking get that shit together. And Oh, I don't, you know, I don't know what that will look like, but I think that this is a pretty drastic thing to have happened. Um, and hopefully it really lights a fire under a lot of people. I know it will for me, who has been yeah. checked out, um, honestly, for the past like 18 months, because I just, um, I think, I think I was a little drained. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, we're not we're not allowed to be drained anymore. Yeah, but also, but also I will say too, like we also sort of are in that like this is an like it's an emotional time. it's an emotional thing. It's heavy. It's real. We're people, mm-hmm. and also like I get so fucking yes. We need to be engaged. We need to do what we can. We need to be active participants in what's happening. But like 
I feel like Democrats always go back to like, this is why we have to vote. I almost the where the place I'm at, like emotionally, is I got a thousand automated texts yesterday from like every organization that I have donated to or subscribed to in the like I, I Democratic Party, ACLU, Planned Parenthood. I got a fucking text from Joe Biden. Not really, but a text from Joe Biden being like, please donate $15 to the Democratic Party. This is why we have to vote. And I almost responded to some like automatic text being like, fuck you. I did vote. I did vote for you. Like this was like, what the fuck? Yeah, sure. We need to vote. But also, like, I am a you are in power. You already yeah. have power. So don't tell me to fucking vote. That's not the answer. I know. Like, do something. So the Democrats, for example, they were given the chance to override the filibuster. And um, we literally codify. have a majority. <laughs> like, don't tell me to fucking vote. I know they were they had the opportunity to actually like codify Roe in May and then they didn't because that's such a political like hot topic is the filibuster and people are too scared to override it, which is insane. (laughs) It's so stupid. So a Republican hasn't won the popular vote in over 30 years. This is not a democracy. Our system is fucking broken. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty broken. It's pretty broken. (laughs) It's pretty broken. And I'm like stupid, right? Like, I don't even I don't I don't know how this shit actually works, but I I can see that much. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like it's that. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. Emily, first of all, you're not stupid. And then second of all, if you are stupid, I'm like really stupid. And that's okay. (laughs) Neither of us are stupid. Neither of us are stupid. (laughs) Yeah. People hate when we talk. People hate when we talk about politics. But honestly, when it comes down to. Um, bodily autonomy that's not political mm-hmm. that's it's mm-hmm. not like and that's also the thing that you're saying about like pro-life pro-choice no 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 it's forced pregnancy and bodily autonomy it's yeah, not it's forced anti-abortion pregnancy. it is forced pregnancy there's not like oh my god I yeah I want us to fully change the framing of this issue because that's like um, I mean imagine being forced to be pregnant truly fucking imagine it even even before I went through it I really didn't understand and i've experienced it and it is life consuming just yeah. you don't you're not able to be pregnant and just like be yourself in a normal way i mean it makes you no. feel really sick it's really painful yeah not everybody's bodies can or should do it mm-hmm. it is not always safe mm-hmm. if you don't have access to medical care women die giving birth to this day, particularly women of color, particularly people who are below the poverty line. It is it is so well, I said we weren't going to fucking talk about it. Here we are talking about it. I'm sorry. It's re- it's really I feel um like part of me wishes that we'd just like written down bullet points because this is literally yeah. the first time I've like fully processed it. Uh-huh. And to I've be spoken doing to nobody it, but Joel I've about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've essentially talked to no one about it um, except like a few sparse conversations and so to be processing it in real time like yeah i'm gonna regret it's this gonna be a public situation i'm gonna really regret terrible. this i'm gonna regret it i already regret it i'm gonna just say i will point everyone to an article that gia tolentino wrote in the new yorker that i found extremely um illuminating it's pretty depressing but she is such a um compelling beautiful writer and uh, uh there's a part in it about like the surveillance system that's also cropping up around yeah. this that's pretty alarming um and there's just a lot of pieces to this that as i dig deeper i'm discovering and there it's 
complicated um, and complex and emotional. Yeah. And there are a lot of other things to say about it. (laughs) So many other things to say about it. Emily and I are are not doctors, nor are we... um, Smart. No, that's how we are. <laughs> Nor We're do we doctors. come to this podcast equipped with lawyers. facts. We're not lawyers. We're not politicians. We're we are we are regular people. <laughs> we are two white ladies. We're two white ladies. Two white ladies. Which you know, our white ladies are also very much to blame. The problem. <laughs> um. So instead, what we're gonna do is talk about something else, and it's and it's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be so fun. Here's what you I'll guys. say, Henley. Here's what I'll say, Henley. Right now, I'm very glad to be here with you. Oh, I'm really glad to be here with you too. Um, that's what yeah. I'm glad about. And and to Sammy, who was just listening to this to edit this episode, Sammy, sorry, I love Sammy. you, and I'm Sammy. sorry, <laughs> Sammy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sammy, we love you so much. Yeah. So let's do this <laughs> week's movie. I am so excited. I always cop out when it's my turn to watch a movie. And I have done just that this week, which is to say that I picked basically an action movie. But we're doing Predator. The original Ooh. Predator came out in 1987. I love this movie. We are doing this movie in part because... There is a prequel to Predator called Prey coming out in August, which I'm very excited about. So for anybody who has not seen Predator and wants to know the deal, we're going to talk about it right now. It is an action movie, but it is it's like a very it's action. It's sci fi. It's horror. It's uh, it's doing a lot. Arnold. It's Arnold. Um, It's. Is great. It has spawned many, many sequels, none of which I've seen. Some of them apparently are quite bad. Uh, there's a whole alien versus predator situation that happens at some point, too. Uh, but this first one, this original predator, totally fucking rules. And I can't wait to tell you about it. I've never seen it. I, I can't tell you. You don't love action movies. I can't tell how you'd feel about it. I can just find them boring. That's crazy to me. Not not all the time, but I have to say, like, for fight scenes where you like know who's going to win the fight scene, and it, then it lasts like twenty five minutes. <laughs> I'm I'm solidly bored. Like five yeah, minutes. Look, in. I mean, I'll say, uh, bad action movies are boring, but because mm-hmm. if you don't feel the stakes, that's what an action movie is all like. You uh, like that's why I love the stakes. <laughs> that's why I love Mission Impossible. That's why I love Tom Cruise is because he's really even though like for the most part, yeah, you like he's going to be fine, right? Ultimately. But because he's like really doing the stunts, he's really engaged in the action, you feel the weight of what's happening, which like that's what you need in an action movie. You need to be you need to like feel the stakes of the moment. If you don't, then yeah, it's kind of boring. Of course, of course. I mean, there are some action movies I love. Like the first Mission Impossible is incredible. It's incredible. It's like the best movie I've ever seen. But there are just a lot of really bad action movies that I've watched with Tim where Tim, (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to bed. 
<laughs> yeah, fair. So tired. Fair. Um, I do love how this just reminds me that it, Vin Diesel has it in his contract that he can never lose a, a fight in a movie. <laughs> so, exactly. so anytime you see Vin Diesel fighting in a movie, you're like, well, he's going to win. Um, yeah. Which I think is so funny. It's such a funny way to be like, well, there are zero stakes here. Like, 100%. No, I'm not worried at all because Vin must win because he has dictated it. <laughs> <That's so laughs> but, you know, there's something magical to that, too. Um, okay. Predator. Uh, directed by John McTiernan, the movie he directed just before Die Hard. So, wow. pretty cool. Written by Jim Thomas and John Thomas, the Thomas brothers, if you brothers. will. Mm-hmm. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Elpedia Carrillo, Bill Duke, Richard Chavez, Jesse Ventura, Sonny Landham, Shane Black, and Kevin Peter Hall. And cool. I believe it is streaming on Hulu, um, which is probably because Prey is going to be released on Hulu when that comes out. Um, but you can also rent it on Amazon Prime. Um, and so, Henley, how much do you know about this movie? I know zero about this movie. I know literally nothing about it, actually. I, I like I didn't even know Arnold was in it until you got or Sammy brought Ugh. up that we need to do his accent. Is he ever? And then Tim said that too. He was like, "Are you going to do his accent?" And I was like, "I can't do that." When did When did you see it for the first time? Honestly, uh, in the past f- four years or so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe no more recently than that. Um, I yeah, I had never seen it. Um, Joel loves this movie. Mm. Absolutely loves it. He has written a uh, Predator sequel, a direct sequel to this movie that he's going to be upset that I'm saying this, but it fucking rules. It's so good. And it is so (sighs) violent and gnarly. And like, it's I I'm obsessed with it and I want it. I want to be able to watch it. I want to be able to I want you to be able to watch it and then tell me about it. Um, Yeah, it fucking rules. Um, But so we're 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 a big Predator household. So um, I have seen it since being with Joel basically and him writing his sequel because I, I like wanted to know what the deal was and since then I've seen it several times because um, it's just it's a, it's a great action movie it's a great Arnold performance the bodies in this movie Henley oh my god I, I can't wait for you to see it's like oh my god it's like a just a bunch of fucking dudes jacked to hell like peak steroids 80s <sighs> insanity they look crazy oh my god it's impossible to watch this movie and not just like i truly last night was talking to joel was like as we were watching it like how the amount of growth hormones being used on these men is like there's got to be a documentary about this, right? I, I want to see. I want to know more um, about bodybuilders. I, I need to know more about bodybuilders, and I need to know more about steroids. I really do because I'm like, how how is this a thing that people do? I think. I mean, you definitely get addicted to it, um, but yeah. I don't know how. It makes or me think. Why. Like, I'm very curious. Like, they have to be. This is what we're talking about. They have to be different now, right? Because like people definitely still do it. Like, I'm sorry. Hemsworth, that's not a God-given body. Like, no, no. And I do mean yeah. God. Um, it That is like nobody literally, your arms can't be wider than your head by like 3X. That's like literally, that's like doesn't, that's not real. That's not real. You have done something. But it's like, they can't be like, like, I feel like steroids are gnarly and like fuck you up. And it's like, they can't be 
I don't know. I'm very. I'm. Sammy recently sent us an article that was a series of photos like every year of Arnold. She like went down a weird Schwarzenegger rabbit hole. I don't remember why. I don't know why. She just did and sent it to us. And you can see like it's it is so obvious the year. I think it's like literally from age 19 to age 20. But it's like this year he hadn't taken steroids yet. Oh, one year later, he fully had like his body just like balloons out in this crazy way that you're like, Oh my god! That like <laughs> obviously they still work out, but it's like this is not this is not normal. Not That's normal. Not, not how a normal body looks with no adjustments. Yeah, no one you you could not build your own body to that size. <laughs> you simply couldn't. Um. Anyway, I'm really fascinated by steroids, and I'm probably gonna do. I'm probably gonna look it up when we're done recording probably but you got to see these bodies and so on that note i am going to show you some photos because some of these things you just you just simply must see for example we're going to start here and and listeners will post these on our um instagram but you know here we go <gasps> look at them you know what's so funny is that they're like um war makeup their jungle is gorgeous is really inspiring and Arnold's is beautiful it's, it's like, like contouring contour. yeah it's yep. contouring it's, it's army full. contouring it's also like on his skin it like looks almost shiny like it's like really mm. beautiful I think his mm. his army camouflage makeup is absolutely stunning yeah he's looking great and those arms are doing a lot those arms, arms his arms his arms look like how a child draws a cloud do you know what I mean where it's like <laughs> boom boom like, like it's like a like it's He's storing like three navel oranges between his shoulder and elbow. It looks, you know, what it it's crazy. <laughs> it looks like a roast chicken, like spinning on a spit. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is. I mean, that's what I mean, right? Like what? It, like that is not human. Bodies don't do that. Bodies don't no, do that. And that's not even the most. That's not even like that's pretty subtle compared to a lot of yeah. steroid shit that happens. I feel like over time he gets bigger in bigger his life. And bigger, bigger, Hemsworth's bigger. arms, I feel like, are again, I, I really harp on him. I, I, I feel like Chris Hemsworth looks I, I don't like looking at him. It like makes me uneasy to look at him. Yeah. I find well, it to be unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Sorry, his wife? Hemsworth? His wife is also like super fucking ripped. Oh yeah, she's also stunning. She's in the Fast and Furious franchise, baby. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, clearly, I need to brush up on my action. You movies. need to brush up on your action movie. I'm excited for this crew. I feel like this a is lot's a crew. gonna go down. So yeah, I will say like it's a lot of men. Um, <laughs> but it is interesting. It's like. <sighs> Are there any women actually uh, one in this? Okay. There's one. Um All right. but I feel like it's sort of a condemnation of a certain type of masculinity. I, I, like apparently mixed this is all according to Joel. I have my at the end I have some Joel facts because <laughs> I was like tell me everything that you think about this movie. But McTiernan was intended this to be a, sort of like I think anti military and a little bit mm. subversive in terms of you know, I don't think these men are really supposed to be looked at as like smart heroes. Definitely, you can read this movie as a just straightforward action movie, fucking badasses shooting guns in the jungle. But I think it is a lot darker than that. And mm. and like it starts off more of an action movie and then it really turns into honestly like a true slasher, um, mm. which is very cool. And and 
Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. But it has an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, wow. a forty five percent on Metacritic, which I feel like is bullshit <laughs> um and a 7.8 on imdb okay that's pretty good that's pretty good the budget was 15 million and the box office was 98.3 million so okay. did pretty well um some trivia here is that the filming process was really tough they were literally in the jungle in mexico uh like filming on uh, uneven terrain all the time it, overnight it was really really cold Kevin Peter Hall, who plays the Predator, he's the guy in the Predator suit, is seven foot two, by the way. Um, and he stated in an interview that his experience on the film wasn't a movie. It was a survival story for all of us. Oh, um, no. The water that they were filming in was it's described as foul, stagnant and full of leashes. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, venomous snakes and scorpions invaded their set at one point. The hotel they were staying at had a problem with its water filtration. And so all of them got diarrhea. <laughs> oh, my God. So it was tough. It was tough. This is why it's so funny to be an actor on the red carpet for oh, a movie so like funny. this. Where it's like it's if, if you were <laughs> if this is what your day to day experience was like, where it's like you were just having diarrhea and like getting stung by scorpions and like uh -huh. literally in hell. And then you like get all dolled up and you have to walk the red carpet. It's so funny. It's, it's so funny so to funny. think about. <laughs> also, apparently... Um, uh, Schwarzenegger lost 25 pounds to shoot this movie because he wanted to be in quote lean. <laughs> what? He's Where, the biggest oh, he man who's zero, ever existed. Zero percent body fat. Biggest man. man who's ever existed. Um, the invisibility cloaking effect, which you'll see, um, very that, advanced. Very advanced. It was achieved with a bright red suit because it was the farthest opposite of the green of the jungle and blue of the sky. The size of the predator. The red was removed with chroma key techniques, leaving an empty area. And then that technique was repeated without the actors using a 30% wider lens on the camera. Then they combined the two takes so that the jungle from the second take filled in the empty area. So it it's it's very I mean, it, it looks stupid now to be clear. It looks very stupid, but it is interesting to think about, like how they achieved that. Yeah. They said yeah. it's like a, the, what you're seeing in the like invisibility cloak is a blend of a removed red suit and mm -hmm. inserted extra like jungle footage, basically. Mm -hmm. Which is cool. I um, listened to an interview with David Cronenberg after we did uh, the Crimes of Future episode, mm. me and Sammy. And um, one thing he was saying about like, because, you know, he's been making movies for so long. He was like, it's just changed so much. It's so much easier to make these movies now. Like, yeah. it's so much easier to do the body horror stuff. Like, they our technology has advanced drastically in the past 30 years where I'm sure it took them for, they had to do two takes. It sounds like at least two takes for every, every single shot that they do that. in. yeah. Yeah. That's so much time, so much time. And it's just, we don't have to worry about that anymore. I yeah. don't understand what the technology is or how it exists. I mean, mm -hmm. I understand what volumes are, but like the stages that are like 360 stages where you're just having, um, video content like on the floor to ceiling that's how they did like mandalorian and all this stuff but um, it's just crazy to think about how different it was in 1986 yeah. probably when they're making this yeah, so different 
And it still sort of looks like shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, but some, it's, it's cool so to bad. see like how they accomplish it. And sometimes it's better. Like when, when you know, we've talked about this, when people do things practically, it's like really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some some things we just didn't quite have the uh, technology for. No. Okay, this is such a stupid trivia, but Arnold Schwarzenegger told the wardrobe department to tell Jesse Ventura that his arms were bigger, one inch bigger around than Arnold's. Wait, what? And and so that they, Arnold, so then Jesse was like, "All right, yeah, hell yeah, let's do like an arm." He was so excited. He was like, "My arms are bigger than yours. Let's do an arm measuring contest." And so then they did, and Jesse Ventura lost because Schwarzenegger's arms are bigger. It's like, what kind of prank is that? Wait, was it because he wanted his outfit to be looser, his like costume to be looser, and his to be tighter? Prank. I think it was like all the funny prank. Also, it's like imagine looking at this man's arms and having the audacity to think that yours were bigger. Yeah, (laughs) like that's just very stupid. It's just straight up (gasps) stupid. There's no way. They're also just in the photo that um, Emily is showing. They're glistening, and no one else's no one else's arms are out in the same way. He's wearing a full muscle tank. Yeah. Oh yeah. His arms are out, but you're not going to hide those arms. You also probably literally couldn't. They wouldn't fit. <laughs> they don't get. They're not fit anywhere. They're not going to fit. They're not fit anywhere. Um, Dutch's line. Oh, his character's name is Dutch, by the way, Schwarzenegger. And his line, get to the chopper, get to the chopper, is Arnold Schwarzenegger's favorite personal catchphrase of all of his films that he appears in. What? His favorite catchphrase. Also, I'm going to do an Arnold accent as much as possible. And so if I offend anybody, I am sorry. I, I just, it's impossible to not do it. I thought that was really good. Oh, I'm going to, there's more. Um. So it, speaking to the insanity of uh, masculinity and of a certain kind of man. In an interview, Carl Weathers said that the actors would secretly wake up as early as 3 a.m. to work out before the day's shooting. Oh, that Weathers makes me sad. also stated that he wanted the other actors to think that his physique was naturally given to him, so he would only work out in secret when no other actors were around. That's so sad to me. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry. As stated, that physique is impossible. I know. Like, what are you after? Absolutely crippling. Love. They just want to be loved. They just want to be accepted. <laughs> um, this script got made. These two brothers it was their first script they'd ever written. And they couldn't get any attention on it because they were nobodies. And so they somehow managed to literally slide it under the door of a 20th Century uh, Fox executive who no read way. it and made it, which is like, yeah, um, honestly, that's insulting <laughs> because that like, that doesn't happen. That no. doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen anymore. There's too many hoops. Too many hoops. Damn. Uh, but good for you. Good for you, brothers. Thomas Brothers. Good for you. Um. Yeah, I said, as I said, the Predator costume weighed over 200 pounds. Holy so shit. So it was very hard to move in. And Kevin Peter Hall, who was inside the suit, also couldn't really see once he was in it. Oh, so he God. had to, like, take, have the helmet off to do all the blocking, like, memorize his location in physical space, and then do it all without really being able to see once they were filming. Oh, my God. Just really crazy. Um, the Predator was originally cast as Jean-Claude Van Damme. Mm-hmm. Um, and about halfway through, they recast him because he 
uh, couldn't really they wanted him to be able to do his like classic martial arts fighting style and be like really ninja like is how it was described um, in as the predator. But the suit was just absolutely too cumbersome for that to come across. And Jean-Claude Van Damme is five nine. So next to Arnold, it did not look formidable enough. And apparently he complained the whole time that he was really hot in the suit and that he was upset that people wouldn't actually see his own face on camera, that he was going to be in this suit the whole time. So anyway, he got recast by uh, Kevin Peter Hall, who is seven foot two. And they changed the creature design. So it's like a, even a different suit um, entirely. Wow. And a very sad fact that, I don't know, it's just really sad that that actor, he died at 35 hmm. because he got a blood transfusion and got HIV from it what, and then got the AIDS hell? and died at 35. What the fuck? Yeah. During Ooh, surgery, he received a blood transfusion. That's really dark. That's HIV. really dark. It's really dark to think about the time when that was happening. Yeah. It's fucking really awful. Sad. Um, that is all the trivia I have. There's a ton of fucking trivia. That's all that I wrote down for this. Um, and I'm ready to get into it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Henley, are you ready to get into it? 
I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm on the edge of my goddamn seat. Okay, I'm going to try to do Sammy proud. I'm going to try to tell the story beautifully. Emily, you always do. Stop it. Henley. It's really, I can't, when I think Sammy does this every freaking week, it is stressful and hard. (laughs) It's really hard. I've only done it a few times and I got to say it's a lot easier. I mean, What Lies Beneath was a breeze for me just because (laughs) I love that movie. I know it like the back of my goddamn hand, but having to do it for... New movies all the time. How does she do it? She's a genius. How does she do it? Okay. Predator. First shot. We see a spaceship flying through space. We see it in the distance release a little like ejection pod, you know, Star Wars style. And sometimes those little guys, new ships fly out Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. dropping down to Earth. Just like killer clowns from outer space. Just like killer clowns from outer space. Cut to a helicopter landing on a beach that is clearly an army base of some sort. There are other helicopters there. We see men in uh, army fatigues, camouflage. And emerging from the helicopter is a group of cool ass looking dudes. They're wearing jeans. They're wearing sunglasses. They look fucking like they're clearly army dudes, but they like, you know, they're their own vibe. They're not in uniform yet. They're not in uniform. And the last to exit the helicopter is Arnold Schwarzenegger wearing a cool little cap, sunglasses, smoking a big ass cigar. Oh, my God. Cool a cigar. Hell. He a is smoking cigar. cigars like the entire movie. <laughs> a cigar. Um, yeah. Cat, like smoking a cigar as if it's just a regular cigarette is crazy. But honestly, it sort of looks normal. If you were smoking a cigarette, it would look too small comical <laughs> like that man can't smoke a cigarette it would he would accidentally swallow it he would breathe <laughs> in and it would go straight down his throat um <laughs> that That's is really funny to think about <laughs> that is dutch arnold schwarzenegger's character name is dutch who goes over he's sort of the leader he goes over he greets a general who he clearly knows and the general explains to him this mission um, they have been called there because there is a group of guerrilla soldiers or, you know, guerrilla. Um, do you say guerrillas? That's just what you say. I'm going to say I that. Think, uh, well, I don't Guerri- know. Guerrillas, not gorillas. Just so everybody knows. What I mean, people, people, I don't, it would be pretty funny if they were so a group of gorillas. A bunch of wild gorillas. <laughs> so we had a bunch of gorillas. Um, so there's a group of gorillas who have taken the cabinet minister hostage Dutch and his crew, they are a rescue team, the the very best rescue team. So they've been called in to rescue the cabinet minister. And Dutch asks, like, why us? I guess this isn't totally the the sort of thing they do. Um, And so he asks the general, you know, why did you call us in? And we hear from the other side of the room, because somebody told him you were the best. Intro, this is Carl Weathers. His character name is Dylan. He and Dutch are old army buddies. Um, but now Dylan is in the CIA. Ooh, okay. Um, so they greet each other with uh they lock, they lock fists in arm wrestle position, their biceps positively bursting at the seams, and it looks like this, Henley. <gasps> Scared. It's crazy. Um, that's that all I'm going to talk about. This whole like, it retelling. looks like his muscles are 
emerging from his body like they're breaking through the skin yeah like his skin looks painful he doesn't have enough skin to cover he doesn't have enough skin muscles he doesn't have enough skin Um, yeah, it's wild. So they, they lock in a little arm wrestle and then they, you know, the hyper masculine ego driven, they start friendly, but they start to like literally arm wrestle and Dutch starts over overtaking him. And this is where we, he says a line that Sammy demanded we say, which is what's the matter? CIA got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> that was terrible. I got to redo. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> what's the matter? CIA got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> Was worse but anyway um that's the vibe what what's the matter cia um, okay, got to on. push into many pencils cia got to push into many pencils yeah that was pretty good push, push into many pencils 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 push into many pencils <laughs> that's perfect god that was perfect okay um so this is where we find out that um Dylan is going to go on the mission with him. And Dutch says, no, my team works alone. Dylan says, sorry, we all we all have our orders. Um, So we cut to the whole crew, this rescue team in helicopters flying over the jungle, getting ready to drop down. This crew is Dutch, Mac, Poncho, Blaine, Hawkins, Billy and Dylan. You don't need to remember that, but that's the guys. That's the guys. Um, And as they're in the helicopter, you know, they're playing music. They're telling jokes. They seem pretty chill about this. You know, they've done it before. They're not all that stressed. Um, They drop down then into the jungle and start going through to find this gorilla camp. Um, Billy is the tracker um, Mm -hmm. uh, of the group. And... This casting choice is maybe a little bit racist. The safe bet is that it feels like it is. He he is Native American. And so he has presented a little bit of that trope of like knowing the land better than them. Mm. Having like a sixth sense of understanding mm-hmm. what's out there. And, and beyond that, it's not it's not overt. He's not he doesn't play a caricature, but it just feels like eh. That's yeah. maybe a questionable choice. Um, I, I'm not going to harp on it, but I just felt the need to address it. But so they're going through the the jungle and they see a helicopter crashed up in the trees. So they climb up into it to see what the deal is. The pilot is dead. And Poncho says, I think it's Poncho, that it looks like the pilot was killed by a, a heat seeker, which Judge says is a little, it seems too sophisticated of technology f- for it to have been the gorillas. Um, Billy says that he tra- he looks and sees that there were six pairs of army boots. So there were 12 men. And Dylan says, you know, maybe that wasn't that must have been another patrol, just a, a you know regular army patrol group coming through. I don't know who that was, but, the, you know, they don't see anyone except for the killed pilot. So they explore the surrounding area. And as they're looking around, Billy is following something that he he suspects that he sees some tracks. And that is when he looks up and sees Three uh, bodies skinned, <gasps> hanging from the trees. That's really gross. With their guts on Ew. the ground below. Emily, how dare you show me Sorry. that photo? How dare you? They're like literally neon pink. Yeah, they're red, red, red. They've been it skinned. Is terrible. 
okay. They've been skinned. Um, I don't like that. Yeah. So we we see that. I'll show you instead uh, these hot, hot bodies. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Back to the crew. Back to the crew. Back to the crew. Back to the crew. So uh, we see that. And uh, Dutch comes over, picks up their dog tags, which are on the ground. And he realizes that uh, he knew these men. And uh, one of the dog tag he pulls up is uh, of Jim Hopper, which there's two stranger things, like clearly two things that stranger things got from Predator, which is Jim Hopper and one of the guy's names is Hawkins. And those appear to be the only two references, but they also like clearly came from this which is just that's strange. crazy okay interesting. i don't know why but anyway so this guy's jim hopper sure um and so dutch says that he was a he was a green beret okay so he confronts dylan saying like why were these guys here you had to have known this isn't just a regular patrol group and and dylan says he, he doesn't know as far as he knew there was nobody else called in for this mission Mm. Um, we're, we're we're feeling a little bit suspicious. Mm. Meanwhile, Billy is trying to find tracks uh, that would indicate who might have done this to these men, and they can't find any tracks. He says there's no other tracks other than these three guys. Also, they don't see tracks of the. There were supposed to be twelve men. We don't see the tracks. No, wait, six men, six well, pairs you said of boots, six twelve pairs feet. of boots. So that's twelve feet. So that's, that's twelve six men. feet. So that's six men. Six, men. <laughs> six pairs of boots on six men. <laughs> I'm stupid. Um. So <laughs> Billy can't find any other tracks, and it says it looks like the the other men just simply disappeared. Okay. So they decide to keep going. So three have been skinned alive, and three are missing. Basically, one pilot was dead in the. Oh, so two are missing. Two are missing. Okay, okay, got it. But that we don't know, we don't know where they went. So they continue on to to this guerrilla camp because, as far as they know, those are their those are the people who did this. That's the, you know all the we can find out. We need to go get our hostages, um, our hostage. And so they get there, and as they're walking through the jungle, we see other shots of them being watched from afar in thermal vision. So somebody is watching them and tracking them. It's the it's the predator. It might be the predator. Um, so they arrive at the camp, the, the gorilla camp, and from the tree line, they're looking in and they see the gorillas shoot and kill their hostage. So oh, they just blow that place to fucking hell. Oh, they Jesus. just shoot, blow it up, throw bombs, throw grenades, explosions, people flying. It's like this massive action sequence of just like. And and the way it's treated, which I think is is to the sort of more subversive uh, messaging of this movie, it's like like at one point Arnold Schwarzenegger throws a knife through some guy and makes a joke like stick around. Like it's like they are unfazed. This is very light. This is not a challenge for them. They are just going balls to the wall, mm-hmm. destroying this place without mm-hmm. a second thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As they you know sort of move through that camp after they've killed everyone dylan goes into you know one of the it's it's like a a literal camp so tense but there are like rooms you know and so dylan goes in a room and and finds a bunch of paperwork and he's looking through it and he's thrilled he's like oh this is great this is exactly what we wanted and dutch finds him and gets really pissed and is like you set us up this is what you were here for this was not a rescue mission and dylan says well, sorry, <laughs> um, you guys, I, we, I, and Dutch is like, why did you call us here? This isn't what we do. And he said, well, you're, 
you were the only people who could get us in. You're better than anyone. And like, yeah, you better grow the fuck up. He's like, I used to be, Josh says, you used to be somebody I could trust. And Dylan says, yeah, well, I grew up and I learned like, here's what we are. We are expendable assets. You and your team are expendable assets. You needed to, we needed a job to be done. You could do it. And that's just the deal. Wow. And Dutch says, uh, his team is not expendable. So they have two di- very different perspectives on on what they're doing here. Dutch very clearly earlier on, he says, you know, we're we're a rescue mission. We're not assassins. So this is not the kind of work that they want to do. Uh, but they have been tricked and brought here to get, you know, some information. It also to stop maybe a Soviet invasion like this. Or, oh, no. OK, here's what he's here's what he says. Uh, Dylan says the Soviets were going to be here any day. They were going to get this information. I see. We needed to get it first. Okay. So that's what this mission was to beat the okay. Soviets at getting whatever information is here at this guerrilla camp. Okay. Of course. I mean, it's the 80s. Uh, the Soviets it's are. It's the late 80s, baby. Yeah. So the only survivor that they have there is this woman. Ah, the one woman. Who Dylan decides to take with them. Uh, mm-hmm. He says she's too vulnerable. We we have to take her with us. Dutch doesn't want to because um, they need to get out. They need to get through the jungle and get out. But he's like, fine, whatever. She's on your hands. Let's just go. So they have to go back through the jungle to get to an extraction point to be carried out. Um, because if they do it too close to more gorillas are going to be coming and they'll mm-hmm. be too vulnerable if they try to get extracted here. So they have to go back through the jungle. Is he going to fall in love with that woman? Mm, no. Okay. 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 There is not a not even a hint. Not even a hint of romance in this movie. Not even a hint of romance. Not even a hint. Just had to ask. Just had to ask. Now I won't be waiting for it. But no, it's this is a decidedly unhorny movie. In case um, there was any question, Arnold didn't think so. He thought his arms were horny enough for everyone. The only thing sharp and horny is my arm muscles. It's a terrible impression, but I'm going to keep doing it. So at one point, as they're like leaving the gorilla camp, Mac stabs a scorpion that was on Dylan's shoulder. And I think that they really killed this scorpion. I don't know. I just wanted to flag Mm. that. It just seems like there's no way they didn't. And I don't know where we stand on scorpions. Scorpion. I'm kind of fine with killing a scorpion, but I don't know enough to really. I guess I'm fine with it. But it just felt like I was like, no, that's. That's gross. That, I'm, I'm grateful that. I don't live in a place where I have to worry about scorpions. He stabs it and then he steps on it and we see it all smushed. And it just felt real. Anyway, I think this is where uh, Blaine got hit, you know, got a little fire and is bleeding a little bit. And I think it's uh, Poncho that says, hey, you're bleeding. And he goes, I ain't got time to bleed. Oh, so these, okay. are, these are some macho ass men. Um, and as they're leaving, we see once again, they are being watched in thermal vision. Mm-hmm. As he moves to the jungle, I, I think at, before they leave the camp, Billy seems to sort of notice something that they like maybe are, are being watched. He, he, his antenna are up in terms of like sensing that something is off. Mm-hmm. And so they move through the jungle and he is clearly on edge. The rest of them notice it. Dutch says, you know, what's up with Billy? And comes up to him. Billy's sort of in the front looking at a spot in the trees that we cut to. We look at. We don't see anything. But Billy says there is something in those trees. So they're all paused, trying to look, trying to see what the deal is. As this is happening, 
Anna, her wrists are bound, by the way. Um, but she, you know, they're all stopped and nobody's really paying attention to her. She manages to grab a log, hits Poncho over the head with it. Um, he's kind of watching her. And so she runs to try to escape. Okay. Hawkins goes after her, manages to catch up to her, sort of pins her down. Um, not again, not in a sexual way, <laughs> um, but just sort of pins her down and is like, he got her. We hear a little noise behind him. We turn and we see an invisible, weird outline cut to Anna's face, gets splattered with Hawkins' <gasps> blood as something got him. Okay. And we see then, we cut to his leg, we see an invisible hand grab his leg and drag him off through the jungle. Ooh. And this likes to skin you alive, so you do <laughs> not want to get caught by you this guy. You don't want to get caught. But the girl is left. The woman is she left. She is left. She is okay. not taken or, or killed by the predator. Um, Poncho finds her. They, they catch up to her, see that she's covered in blood, but that it is not her blood. Mm. And we see a trail of blood on the ground where Hawkins has been dragged away. Poncho follows it through the jungle, sees just a pile of guts on oh, the ground. Oh, I hate it. Dutch and Dylan catch up and uh, they come to and they find Anna. They ask Blaine, did you find Hawkins? Or Sorry, they ask Poncho, did you find Hawkins? To which he replies, I don't know, which is so gnarly to be <sighs> like everything you need to know. Yeah, I found something. They go over. They see that it's just guts on the ground, but they don't see a body. And so they're they're trying to find they're like, OK, we got to find his body. They ask Anna what happened because she's sitting there fine. And all she can say is oh, this is all in Spanish, by the way. <laughs> Poncho, who I guess is their best Spanish speaker, who has the worst Spanish accent in the world, keeps going, mujer, que pasó, mujer? Oh, God. And his name is Poncho. And his name <laughs> is Poncho. Um, so uh, she says all she says is the jungle came alive and took him. And they're like, that's bullshit. What are you talking about? Dutch looks over and sees Hawkins weapon and radio still on the ground. And he's like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't someone take his weapon and radio? Dylan says the same thing happened to Jim Hopper. So then they're like, OK, let's do a sweep. We have to find Hawkins body. We have to find out what happened. So they start sweeping the area. Uh, meanwhile, the camera just pans up, 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 mm. way up a tall tree where we see Hawkins body hanging upside mm. down. Not skinned, but hanging upside down. Probably will be skinned at some point. Oh, my God. Oh <laughs> As my God. they are. And he's dead. Uh, oh, he he's totally dead. No, no, no. He's okay, dead, okay. dead. 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 Because it was his guts they just found. Yeah, it was his guts for sure. For, guts. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah okay, he's okay, dead. Okay, okay. As they're all fanned out trying to find the body. All of a sudden, we see Blaine, which is Jesse Ventura, gets shot straight through the chest, fucking hole through his chest by something. Mac sees this, uh -huh. and uh, we, we've established that the two of them are, are closer friends, potentially, than the rest of them. Uh, so he sees this happen and clocks. He sees this invisible silhouette of the hunter because here, I'll show you a picture. You can sort of see. Yeah, you can it, like see them moving. Or it's see invisible, it moving. but but visible. Yeah. So it and yeah. it's so hard. <laughs> Do you see it what looks, I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like um, blubber. <laughs> it's kind of like blubber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can like sort of see something. Um, and so Max sees this. And just 
and 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 he sees the flash of two like bright yellow eyes that then disappear and so he just opens fire and just starts shooting like crazy in that direction everybody you know hears that happening joins up and it's this insane like two minute sequence of all of them just unloading every fucking bullet they have just shooting at nothing they don't know what they're shooting at they don't know where it is it's it's just this is where i'm like i can see the statement he's making of just like this is all these men know what know how to do and this is all they will do is just shoot at nothing um and so they're all just shooting 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 they run out of bullets they all stand there go they so they stop shooting it's quiet they go over, they find Blaine's body, just shot, a little, I mean, he's super dead, a hole like right through the middle of his chest. And they see that there is no shrapnel, there are no bullets, and that the wound is cauterized. So they're like, what, what on earth could have done this? Like, you mean there's no shrapnel just from that one? You're not saying like their bullets disappeared. Their bullets are still around. No, but yeah, okay, on okay, Blaine's okay. wound, they're like okay. they don't see any evidence of what could have shot him, and the I'm, wound itself is cauterized already. Are they out of ammo, by the way? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Never. Um, <laughs> all right, all right, no, they right. have those like long, you know, things they wear with bullets all the way, or like basically like uh, you know, Girl Scout sashes, but they're all uh, bullets. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, yes. But no, just for that moment, they like shoot, 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 and then. Stop. Just be like, what do we get it? What, what happened? happened? Um, it. And so they go and they, they find Blaine's body. are very confused by what could have gotten him. And then they look at where they were shooting and they see nobody. They just shot a thousand times in this direction. Nothing. Caught nothing. We do see, though, Anna walks over and sees a drop of bright green neon blood on a leaf. Um, and she sort of puts her hand in it wipes it on her pants so she notices it but the rest of them don't okay they decide they're gonna uh take blaine's body with them and gonna set up a camp and like rig it with traps and just try to lure whatever the fuck this thing is over to them and get it that way so they start to stake out an area they've got you know trip wires flares max says to to dutch nothing's coming near this place without tripping on something so dutch then says to mac about Blaine, you know, he was a good soldier as a comfort to him, to which Mac replies, he was my friend. Oh, it's very sad. 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 Cut to a log in the middle of the jungle, and we see an invisible foot step on it and an invisible leg, then sit on this log, and then the whole body materializes. Like he turned okay. off his invisibility shield. Okay. We are not getting a full glimpse of it, but we're seeing whatever this is has claws and some sort of high tech suit. He clicks some buttons on his arm, which releases like a med kit, which he uses to uh, staple shut this leg wound that he has. So he did get shot in the leg and we see it's like goopy and has neon green blood. And uh, he tends to his own wound, staples it shut and screams in pain at, at doing that. I just didn't even really know what Predator was. And I didn't. So well, this we is don't like an, yet. Oh, we still don't know. We still don't know. Okay. I mean, okay. Let's keep going. Keep I think going. we were meant to assume he's some sort of alien, right? Yeah, we saw that pod with, the like a high, with like a high tech suit. Yeah. Um, so th- this, all, they keep being like, there's no shrapnel. What kind of weapons could do this? We, I think we maybe have seen him shoot like a laser type gun. So like, that's what he's using. 
yeah, he's very high tech. He has this thermal imaging. And yes, yeah, so he has like a little med kit in his arm. He's he's prepared. He's absolutely prepared. But he did get he did get shot in the leg. And so he he tends to his wound. He screams, which echoes in the jungle. We see Anna look up, sort of hear that noise. She's absolutely fucking terrified. And and it seems like she has a little bit more of an idea of what this thing mm. is than the rest of them. But she's not she's seen it before, really maybe. letting it on. Yeah. yeah. Because she is basically a prisoner of war. These men have committed war crimes. Yeah. So we also then pull back and we get our first sort of glimpse of the predator itself. He's sitting on in, in a tree, just like tending to his wound. We sort of pan back and we see this dude, which I'll show you a picture of in a, in a little bit. But it's a big alien with dreads, basically. Okay, okay. <laughs> Ooh, I want to see. I want to see. And meanwhile, Dylan is calls on the radio asking for extraction where they are he's like we you know we need to get picked up here the request is denied um because it's too dangerous they have they have to get further out of the jungle and to this that's where dutch is sort of like we're expendable assets remember like you know they're not going to risk themselves to get us out got to keep going they ask mac they're like you saw you saw what got blaine and he says those eyes they just disappeared like he's mm-hmm. like trying to explain what he saw, but he has no way of, of explaining it. And he says he unloaded 200 bullets right at whatever it was. And nothing, nothing mm. on this earth could have survived that. Mm. So once again, they ask Anna, what did you see before? Like, but Dutch comes to her and says, you got to tell me what you saw. Um, And she says the same thing. It was the jungle. The jungle came alive. They ask Billy what he thinks. He's like looking off in the middle distance and they say, Billy, what do you think this is? What's going on? And Billy says that he's scared. Mm-hmm. Pancho says, bullshit. You ain't afraid of no man. And Billy says, there's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. Mm-hmm. We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good writing. Great writing. Great writing. Thompson <laughs> Brothers. I think that was their name. Thomas Brothers. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas. Bro- whatever. Something Brothers. Um... <laughs> That night, they're in this, you know, encampment they've sort of made, surrounded by their trip wires, just waiting for the thing to come in. Mac sort of speaks to Blaine, you know, as you do to a, a dead friend, just sort of being like, uh, "What this thing that got you? It's gonna, it's gonna come to us. I'm gonna cut your name into him. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna cut your name into him." Oh. And then just then, something tripped the wires. A bunch of flares go off. Uh, it's it's near where Mac is. It's the middle of the night. It's it's pitch dark, but Mac gets on top of it. He's got it. He is stabbing it, stabbing it. Stab- we see this knife coming up over and over and over again. He stabs it. They all come to him. They shine their lights on it, and it's a wild boar. So it's okay. not not the predator. It's a wild boar that tripped their wires. But as they're all over by Mac, they realize, oh fuck, we've left Anna unattended. Nobody was watching her. She's going to escape. They run back to her, and she has not even tried to escape. She is sitting <gasps> She's right so there. Scared fucking terrified and they're like why didn't she try to escape then they see next to her was blaine's body wrapped up and then the body is gone and once again billy says there are no tracks like what could have come and gotten him there are no tracks on the ground (gasps) but she saw the next day they uh poncho asks you know what came and took his body and why didn't it try to kill us Mm -hmm. dutch has a realization that Whatever this was, wanted Blaine's body as a trophy. It came for its trophy, for its kill. 
and that this is a hunter. He and he, it's like this. We're being stalked one by one, and this hunter wants trophies of its kills. And he realizes too. He looks up and goes, "It's using the trees. That's why there are no tracks. Oh, it's coming yeah. from above." So now. Dutch knows something is fucking up and it is not normal and it is probably not human. So he asks Anna, honestly, for the first time, that isn't like uh, th- these guys are keeping like, what'd you see? What happened? What happened? And he goes like, OK, t- like, just what t- is it? Tell me tell what me. it is. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently. So her name is Anna. But this is the first time that we learn it. He gets she's been with them all the time. He goes, what's your name? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anna. Uh, also, we learn now that she speaks English. She literally just start, he oh. asked her what she saw and she starts speaking. English. So these fucking presumptuous <laughs> assholes don't even learn her name and have been screaming at her in Spanish when the whole time she's understood everything. Um, and so he says, what what is this? And she says it it uses the jungle. It camouflages itself like a chameleon. And Dylan is like, what, like a lizard? We're fighting with some lizard. He doesn't believe it. But Dutch clearly does. Um, and Dylan says, like, and Dutch goes, starts heading back the way they came to be like, we got to fight this thing, whatever it is. Like, now we sort of know what its deal is. And Dylan says, fuck that. What are you doing? We need to make it. He doesn't say fuck that. I said fuck that. But we need to continue the extraction point. And Dutch says, if we don't take a stand now, none of us are going to be alive to get to be extracted. Like, this is, we have to do this now. And he releases Anna. Oh, okay. He's like, she's in this, like the rest of us, like it's going to be hunting her too. Yeah, great. So Anna then reveals to Dutch, maybe because she's finally being treated like a human being, that the hunter is wounded. She says, I saw its blood on Mm. a leaf. Um, And Dutch says, the iconic line, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Jeez. <laughs> then we they all start building booby traps basically out of the jungle trying to trap the the hunter. I was trying to find a picture of this because there's a point where they're all like pulling on ropes and their biceps are like breaking through their skin. It's absolutely oh, insane. Oh my god. Um but they start building this booby trap. Um uh, and they this then they just start waiting for the I mean I call him back and forth the hunter or the predator same thing okay but have they called him a predator yet no they they call him the hunter yeah they call him hunter which was the original title for this script i think was the hunter um but so as they're waiting anna then reveals to judge she says she's seen something like this before there was a, a a man in her town that had come out of the jungle once saying uh that there was a that called him uh, El Cazador de los Hombres, which is, uh, she says, the demon who makes trophies out of men. And that uh, this happens on the hottest years only and that this year it grows hot. Oh, wow. So this is a climate change movie. This is a climate change movie. <laughs> this has a lot of messages, actually, <laughs> if you really think about it. So I think they sense they start to sense that the hunter is nearby. So Dutch like comes out into the clearing to try to lure the hunter to come to him and get in the trap, which works. The hunter does get caught in their booby trap, but okay. has a fucking laser gun and shoots himself out of it. Okay, this is this is what I so I thought that this was like a creature. You know what I mean? It's a creature. So it is a creature, but the creature has tech. It's a more advanced alien species, basically. Yes, yes, yes. and it is very creature. Like the creature design is. I think they said it was based on like a kind of crab. It's like he's very well. You'll Ooh. see later. He's like very like fleshy, you know, in a specific way. Crabs are terrifying. But he is, but he's, you know, the, basically like the, 
he walks on two legs like a human. I mean, it's a seven foot two man inside the suit. So he like it, it moves like a human mixed with a like leopard kind of. He sometimes like stalks okay. on all fours and okay. looks sort of crab like. He has dreads. Okay. Um, the creature design is really cool. He has mandibles, which I'll show you in a little bit. Um, but so they catch, they catch the predator in his trap. He shoots his way out of it. And in doing so, shoots a log off a tree, like a big branch of a tree, which swings down, knocks Poncho, really hurting him. Mm. The hunter momentarily materializes. So they all see him. And I guess it's time for me to show you what this motherfucker <gasps> looks like. I need to see the mandibles. Um, well, you're not going to see those yet. He's wearing a oh, helmet. Motherfucker. But this, oh, this our predator, baby. So that's his God. little arm dee -dee -dee with like things and his suit and his dreads and his mask. Anyway, that's the predator. Oh, my God. That's a predator, baby. Um, Holy shit. So he materializes for a second. Dutch gathers his men and says, get to, like, get to the extraction point. Get the fuck out of here. I think at this point he's like, they're not going to survive this. Dylan, who has now seen the predator, knows, believes it. He tells Dutch, like, get your men out of here. I'm going to go back and basically sacrificing himself to try to fight this hunter to give Dutch and his men more time. And wow. Dutch says, well, that's not your style. And Dylan says, maybe I've picked up a few things from you. Oh, he's learned a few things. He's had growth. To be honorable, I suppose. Um, Dutch wow. says, you're not going to beat this thing. And Dylan says, but maybe I can get even. Wow. So Dutch tosses him another gun. So now he has one fucking machine gun in each hand. Goes back after the Predator. Dutch, Poncho, Anna, and Billy all run through the jungle to the extraction point. Uh, Mac has also gone back after the hunter because he wants revenge for Blaine. He's he's really fucking uh, okay. beaten up over his friend being killed. So Mac and Dylan hang back. Mac calls Dylan over. He's like hiding under some brush and he like whispers to Dylan like, come here, come here, come here, come here. And they see up in the trees, they can see an invisible, invisible cloaking the, the predator. And so Max says to Dylan, like, do you see him? Do you see him? And he says, yes, I see him. Um, and they devise a plan. You know, let's do this together. One of us will flush him out. The other one will we'll get him from behind. We, we could tag team this. So Mac, like, starts forging ahead, sneaks under this log to sort of, like, try to creep up on the hunter. And as he's doing it, he looks at his arm and he sees the three dots of like laser pointer locked in on him. Mm -hmm. Those dots mm -hmm. move from his arm to the middle of his head. Classic. And he gets shot in the middle of the head. All right. That was Mac, right? That was Mac. Yeah. So Mac, Mac is okay. Mac is done. Okay. Yeah. So we just got. So yeah, we've got uh, Dylan still trying to go after Predator. Um, but then meanwhile, on the way to the extraction point. Anna goes to pick up a gun she finds on the ground and Dutch tells her to leave it. He says, it didn't kill you because you were unarmed. No sport. Oh, interesting. Which is why at this point I'm like, okay, so all of you drop your guns. Yeah. Which I think, again, the point is all of them have too much fucking ego. Yeah. And uh, this insane masculine need to prove themselves. Right. That they die because of it. Right. Right. But we cut back to Dylan he sees Mac's body and realizes he's Mac is dead. And then he starts hearing like the voices of he I think he hears Mac's voice. I think he hears 
Blaine's voice, the predator, this is a weird thing that's never really addressed, but the predator uses his technology to like record audio at certain times from each of them has like recorded their audio and plays it back sometimes, which I think is like just to fuck with them. I'm not really sure. Somebody I'm positive in the comments is going to explain this to me um, and and say why I'm wrong about it. But it's, it's just sort of like a weird detail that it seems in this moment like he's taunting dylan by playing back this audio yeah that's what it sounds like that that's weird that's like a plot line in uh, the shining girls which i just watched a tv show on apple tv with elizabeth oh yeah is it good it's good but similarly like not very thoroughly explained how it's happening yeah i I mean i just don't really know why he does it but he does. So I think whatever. he's taunting them. It sounds I think like he's taunting he's, them. I, it sounds like if it is for sport, then you know he's getting as much exactly. fun out of it as possible. Exactly. Um. So in this moment, Dylan looks up. He and the predator lock eyes with each other, and they both we see like sort of slow mo. They both pull out their guns and go to shoot each other right at the same time. Predator. Laser shoots Dylan's arm clean off at the bicep. Oh God! His bottom. You know I hate this, but somehow I can. Again, I can handle it in action movies. I don't know what the fucking deal is with my brain. Well, it's you've been desensitized. Like there's so much gratuitous violence in action movies. It's just like outrageous. And it's so similar to our point. Is like it's not obviously it it hurts, but it's the point isn't the torture of it happening, right? It's like just like oh, there it is. Shot his arm off, and him showing pain is him being like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, uh, like outrageous screaming that's unrealistic yeah. that uh, real life. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't feel torturous, right? It's just mm-hmm. like happening. But uh, so he shoots his arm off. The arm on the ground because he had a machine gun in each hand keeps shooting. <laughs> it's like finger falls off on the trigger, and it's just like, dum, 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 dum. and then this slow mo crazy action shot. Carl Weathers pulls the other gun around. Gah! Oh my god! One arm only. Shoots, one arm left. One arm left. Shoots at the predator. Jesus Christ! Uh, but he 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 gets got. He is done. Oh, Carl Weathers, you were great in the film. You were I great in the ev- film. I loved everything. Carl you Weathers, did. you were great in the film. And I do. I forgot that I do have this one picture of his body, which is um, unfathomable in this moment, and it looks like this. Oh. My so he has a machine gun in each hand. That's before he loses one of his arms. But it's God. like, what is this? What what is this well, physique? The thing that's also so funny about it is that you know, before each take, they were just slathered up with Vaseline. Like their bodies were covered Absolutely. in baby oil and Vaseline. Sending. It must have been so deeply uncomfortable to be so hot and in the jungle, covered in baby oil. Well, and then at night, I think it was really, really cold. Like it's one of the you know they just were. I just yeah, but you know. Mm, that's the Gl- result that's what we get that gorgeous mm-hmm. so the rest of the the crew that is like moving towards the extraction point they hear dylan scream they know that's it and billy in a you know moment of hubris i don't know decides he's gonna try to fight this hunter i think it's partially sacrificing himself so the rest can get out and partially like all right let me get a crack at this fucking thing he steps out on a log over this water wait like and put basically putting himself out in the open to be like come come and get me he puts his gun down gonna fight hand to hand takes out a big fucking machete cuts himself a little cut <gasps> across the chest just to be like i'm a fucking warrior come at me oh my god we see in thermal vision the hunter has stepped onto that log and is staring right down at billy 
cut to sort of the, the distance, the other three in the jungle, and Billy gets fucking smoked. Like he's like yeah, of course. instantly of course. killed. <laughs> of course. But you know what? He died fighting the good fight. He died fighting the good fight. The pointless fight. He died fight feeling of- <laughs> masculine as hell, which is all all they can do. Uh-huh. Then the hunter comes after uh the three of them in the jungle. Immediately they're uh Dutch and Anne are like carrying Poncho. He's really fucked up. And so mm. they're like sort of dragging him through. He Poncho gets shot in the head. Poncho's dead. Mm. Okay. In the firefight, uh, Dutch also gets shot in the shoulder. So he's wounded, but not fatally. And this is when he yells to Anna, his favorite line in all of his movies. Get to the chopper. <laughs> get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> so Anna goes to the chopper. <laughs> And Dutch starts running through the jungle in the other direction. The predator has him locked in thermal vision. And so Dutch is just running, running, running. The only place to run is off the edge of this cliff. Jumps off this cliff into some water. It's a pretty big jump. And in this uh, stunt, Arnold Schwarzenegger's stuntman blew out his knee. (gasps) Ow, ow, ow. Ow, owie. Yeah. Dutch pulls himself to shore in the process, covering himself in mud. Mm, he means business he means business he means business turns around though and sees coming up in the water behind him a very creepy shot this is the place where the invisibility is cool he like can see through the water moving that the predator is coming after him (gasps) that's scary uh but it's invisible so dutch you know climbs up to shore gets behind some branches tries to sort of hide himself um we see the predator stand up he turns off his invisibility cloaking and walks right up to Dutch. We see thermal vision. Ooh, okay, okay. Looking around, he doesn't see him. And this is where Dutch realizes the mud, because it's cold, has wow. camouflaged him from the thermal vision. Genius. Genius. Uses his smarts to outsmart the alien. Yes. Uh, uh, this is another thing, Predator too reliant on his technology. Oh, yeah. Failing himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hubris, again. Hubris. The fragility of man. Mm-hmm. Alien male. <laughs> it really makes you think. Uh, it really makes you think. Um, uh, apparently, this this was pottery clay that they slathered all over uh, Arnold, and it was very, very cold, and all these shots happened at night, and he was miserable, and he... So he tried to drink schnapps to warm himself up, and then got too drunk. <laughs> Uh, schnapps that's so cute for some reason i'm imagining schnapps are always small too so i'm picturing him inhaling cigarettes and tiny little schnapp tiny little schnapp swallowing cigarettes whole and drinking tiny little like (laughs) hotel bar sized containers of schnapps (laughs) but we see so that the predator walks away because he can't find dutch and we see he's got uh like a human spine slung over his shoulder just like a again like a girl scout sash it's the only thing i can think to call those so dutch realizes okay i've got i've got an advantage here and he decides he's gonna set up another one of his classic booby traps booby traps we cut back to the predator he goes back to billy's body to collect his trophy we know he loves to do that uh so he goes to collect his trophy which is to rip out billy's spine from middle of the back straight to skull and Ooh. Henley I'm going to show you no. it. Okay, okay. And I'm going to be I'm, you're going to have to pull up this gif and uh I know you don't want to but you have to. It's not that bad. Okay, I'm looking it up. Spine to skull, baby, spine to skull. Oh. Oh my god. 
God. Yank. Okay, that's really gross. I gotta say, you can't tell it's his back. And um Yeah, you can tell more in the in the movie, but yeah. And it's uh not easy too. He's like, it takes a few tries for him to get that spine. Well, you gotta really get the good grip. You gotta like he really reaches his hand in until he like has a good firm hold and then goes yoink. And those claws are doing a lot. The fact that he's able to just reach right into a human body. Handful of knives. So easy. Okay. Yeah. Um, We see then the predator has, we we sort of go to his lair, if you will. And he has like a bunch of human skulls, like cleaned up, lovely, like how a hunter mounts deer heads on their wall like that. The predator has all of his skull trophies. Uh, So we cut back to... Dutch has now fresh wiping fresh mud all over him to disguise himself, lights a fire and screams out into the jungle to try to get the predator to come to him so he can use his trap. Um, And where here we go, baby. Oh, my God. He's really covered in mud. He's really covered in mud. That must have also been so deeply uncomfortable. Oh, it must have been awful. Because <laughs> it dries. It's like drying on yeah, you constantly. Yeah, it gets like cakey on him. Yeah. And so he's, yeah, he's, he's covered in cold, cakey pottery. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. So Dutch climbs up into the trees and waits for the hunter to come. Uh, and he does. And Dutch realizes he's he's stalking down the branch like a like a panther right behind him, but doesn't doesn't notice him at all because he can't see him with his thermal vision. Um, so Dutch then when he gets far enough away, he like climbs down the predator climbs down to the fire that Dutch has lit to try to lure him in. Dutch pulls out a handmade bow and arrow and a handmade arrow with like looks like I'm guessing it's like has lighter fluid at the end of it Mm. shoots it into the fire it explodes so then the hunter just starts shooting in every direction Mm -hmm. shooting lasers which i think they in order to make this uh look right in the film it looks like they just shot off a bunch of fireworks it's honestly very pretty (laughs) like all of these laser shots are like like those fireworks that like fall yes, pretty you yes, know, like a willow know, tree is my favorite kind exactly what you're talking about um, so we're getting like a really lovely fireworks show um he does manage to hit and wound dutch but in all of the in the firefight of back and forth it seems to have deactivated the hunter's cloaking device so now we just see him his full body he can't make himself invisible okay um so dutch sees him shoots another arrow at him Hits the predator, sets off a little explosion to which the predator goes, like the sound is very funny. I'm just just getting shot, which I I thought was funny. Um, Also, the sound the predator makes is very, um, you know, the sound that cats make when they see like a laser or a light and they just go like, they do like little clickies, like open their mouths and go like, yes, yes. That's like sort of what the predator does. It's like a little bit of a like, like clicky, clicky sound. Okay. Um, that like Mabel does when she sees light on the ceiling. <laughs> Predator gets shot with another arrow. So he's wounded. And so Dutch now sees a blood trail, Predator blood trail, and starts following it and goes like, come on, come on, motherfucker. Um, and follows this trail into like a dark, small pole, which I feel like is a terrible choice. But yeah, he notices that the Predator's right behind him and is able to, he like sets off a tiny little bomb type thing it like sets off a little explosion um which 
gets the predator, but then he has revealed his location. So in order to get away from Predator, he jumps uh, into some water nearby. So he gets away, but that cleans off all of his mud. Mm. So pretty immediately, the Predator has his sights on him, grabs him by the throat, pushes him up against a rock. Dutch is weaponless. Dutch is had. There is nowhere to run. He is fully visible to the Predator. So the Predator steps back. Drops his uh, weapon, decides he's going to take off his helmet. He's going to fight Dutch face to face. Oh, like my God. Proper, uh, evenly matched foes. Oh, my God. The respect, the respect. And this <gasps> baby is our predator. Oh, my God. God, the mandibles, the mandibles and wait for it. That's not even the best mandible shot. I got you. I got another mandible shot for you, Hen, and it is. Oh, I hate that. That's so fucked up. I really don't nasty like predator. Little face. Nasty Ooh, that's little a face. Really, really nasty face. This to me is that moment in horror movies where uh, the killer decides he needs to deliver a final monologue. Oh, okay, uh, rather than just ending it, you know, no, where no, no, you no. go like, hey, you could have mm-hmm. you could have just fucking done it. No, nope. but we need we need a speech you, speech. You need a speech speech. You need to prove how superior you are. And so that is what the predator does. He goes, you know what? I'm going to fucking fight you. Takes off his mask and Dutch goes, you're one ugly motherfucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> and predator starts beating the shit out of him he yeah, is so much stronger he is so much bigger just dutch is taking blow after blow through this fight though dutch is crawling and making his way basically getting beat up in the direction of this booby trap that he set mm. for mm-hmm. the predator and he makes it just so he's got he's made this like archway of blades that he's going to try to trap the predator in and he makes it just past that so that if the predator were to come at him he would be right in the perfect spot and so dutch does what any smart person would do which is to go come on come on come right here come, <laughs> uh what did he say come on like do it dog do it do it kill me i'm here kill me i'm here come on come on and it's like maybe just chill like just he would have but you made a big fucking stink about it (laughs) and it's pretty damn obvious that you want him to be exactly right there and so the predator stops he's like like, "Hmm." what the fuck (laughs) looks up sees one of the blades and goes -uh," goes around instead but in doing so, he gets right in the range of a big, heavy log that Dutch had rigged up on a rope. Dutch cuts down the rope. The log falls with a thud, pins the predator down and like smashing his chest. So he is very, very badly wounded and stuck. <gasps> OK, Great. Dutch comes over, picks up a big rock, stands over him, goes to smash this rock on his head. Stares into his eyes, tosses the rock aside and just says, what the hell are you? Okay. To which the predator responds, what the hell are you? Oh, my God. Starts touching the little deets on his uh, arm and activates a self-destruct bomb. (gasps) 
Dutch realizes this makes a run for it away from the predator. The predator starts to laugh and laugh. It's mixed in with a recording of Billy's laugh from earlier. Again, I think like a, a oh, creepy. taunt. So it's, it's, it's like, ha, 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 like a really crazy maniacal laugh. Boom. Big explosion. Okay. We cut to the chopper. We see that Anna has been rescued. She's in the chopper. They see the explosion happen from afar. Cut back to the jungle. It's all smoke, ash. As the smoke starts to clear, we see Arnold standing <laughs> uh, triumphantly. He has survived the chopper just lands. Standing, just standing. He gets in the chopper. We zoom in on his face. He looks absolutely wrecked. Fully traumatized, catatonic, destroyed by what he has seen and experienced. End of movie. <gasps> and immediately the music goes. It's like re- it's like not triumphant music. It's like that. That's just, it's just it. sad. It's just like kind of sad. It's Is like it? I don't say I don't know if it's sad. It's dark. It's, it's just, just like, dark. well, <laughs> yep. there you yep. go. There you go. That's you it. just like watched all your men die uh-huh. and you saw an alien uh-huh. and almost died yourself. And uh-huh. that's that. That's that. Oh, my. So you're telling me there's no romance after that with Anna. Are you no trying romance. to say and there's that's the thing too. Anna survived, but she was like taken hostage. So like it's like it's not good. It's not happy. That's just it. That's the movie. That's Predator. Oh my God. I can't believe that I'd forgotten. I, like the second I saw Predator, I've definitely seen him, of course, in popular culture. Yes. But I'd completely forgotten. And it's such an ingenious, terrifying image of an alien. Mm. It really is scary. It's, oh my God, I hate it. It looks like He's a spider. It's really scary. It's a, Combination of a snake and a spider head combined. And yeah, I and the, like his that. mouth opens all like around, like almost demogorgon like, where like it all opens. You know, it's ah! not up and down like our jaw. It's like three sixty. <laughs> yes, it's nasty, brutal. Wait, okay. So, have you seen the other predators in Alien versus Predator, et cetera, et cetera? None. I've seen none of them. Oh my god! What does Joel think of those as a predator? Fan. I think he thinks some of them are good. Okay. I don't think any of them compare to this one. Okay. One of them is apparently pretty good. I am very excited for, for Prey. I think the idea, it's like a a prequel that is goes back like way, way, way to when there were like indigenous populations in this jungle, wherever Predator is. And it's about like the, I think, the like discovery of Predator there, the origin or I don't know. Um, but that just seems like a very cool premise to me. Wow. Yeah, I want to know about that. I'm curious about that. And I'm curious about the other movies. Um, holy shit. I love Arnold. Arnold. Can you believe what a star he was? Like, what's up with our culture where, like, that's who we were like, yeah, that's the one. Honestly, though, Henley, <laughs> watch the movie and you might agree. Like, I'm there is sure something so compelling about him. He He's is magnetic. A star. Also, like, 
the Terminator movies fucking rule. He's yeah. so good in them. I do. I do enjoy the Terminator movies. But he's yeah, man. He's he is a fascinating. He's fascinating. Bodybuilder, action star, governor, governor. <laughs> now he owns donkeys, and he posts a lot of videos with his donkeys, like inside of his home, and I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. That's life goals right there. Yeah, man, uh, he's fast. He's fascinating. Um, Emily, you once again knocked you out of the park. Like, I don't know why you ever doubt yourself because you're Thank so you. Maybe I'll be more confident good. moving forward. You got to be more confident. It's so hard. No, it's really hard. It's really and it's hard. Also, it's like hard when you, it. I like love this movie. I think it's so good. And I'm so worried that I'll have missed things or not done it justice or you did people it. will be upset. Justice. If anyone's upset, they can come speak to me directly. Okay, direct all complaints to Henley, please. Yeah, come. Yes. I don't want to hear him. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I'm going to come back, anybody? Anyway. Um, oh, boy. Uh, that was fun. That was a fun one. It's we needed, fun. We needed, a, we needed a fun one. It was, you know, yeah. things have been tough and we needed a fun one. And I feel like Predator really pulled through and I'm thrilled about it. Predator's great. Predator's great. Arnold, Arnold will always pull through. I'm about to do a fucking deep dive into steroids. I am very curious. I am super curious, too. I want to know everything. I want to know everything. Maybe I want to start doing them. (laughs) I think don't. (laughs) Can you imagine? Um, No, I, I, I... I would be I for would what be purpose? A, oh, this is okay. This check those fucking mandibles out. Check out that mouth. Okay, that was unnecessary. You know what? Again, crazy, super, like slick, slick, wet, disgusting. like a sea creature, sort of. Super, you know, super. Anyway, yeah. I'll show you this again. This oh, is what you I know wanted. what? You this know what? what I was so, looking for. You know what's so funny? Okay, the, we're looking at the picture of them, Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger, locked in their arm wrestle um, pose, uh-huh, uh-huh. and. Truly, Arnold's bicep next to his regular arm, it looks like a butt. It just looks like a yeah. butt. And that's all I can see. It's like a butt, a little butt on his arm. Yeah. The CIA got to push into many pencils. The CIA got to push into many pencils. <laughs> so- I can't do it justice. I'm going to have to listen back. But man, yeah. oh man. All right. Should we close it out? We should close it out. And we should we should close it out. Um, in Arnold. Okay, hold on. Oh, fuck, fuck. What does he say? What does he say? What does he say? Go to the chopper. Go to the chopper. From, from all of us are too scary. Didn't well. I sound like Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I wish Sammy were here. God damn it. Um, okay. From all, all of us all, here. All of us here. From too, all of us here. Too scary. Oh, fucking. What is too his accent? Too scary. Didn't watch. Too. It's Dracula. <laughs> Dracula. You know what? We do always kind of do Dracula. The we CIA accidentally... got to push into many pants. <laughs> also do doesn't really. Sounds a little too Spanish. I know. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. Okay, hold on. This is really, this is like, this is going to bother me so. From all of us here at the scary didn't watch, didn't watch. Goodbye. I, it's not going to get better than that. I just have to I, fucking call what? it. I think I think it's great. I loved it. I loved um, it. Anyway, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right. We love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.